Hi there, and welcome to Isometric Gaming with Perspective. This episode of Isometric is brought to you by Braintree and Ting, and we will tell you all about them later. But right now, uh, we are happy to finally, after way too long, welcome back Games Boss at Giant Space Cat, Brianna Wu. How you doing, Bri? I'm ready for Georgia's Reckoning. <laughs> this is the episode. <laughs> this is it. Georgia's Reckoning. It's happening now, right now, and we're recording it live. Georgia, are you, is your body ready for the reckoning? <laughs> oh, no. No, is no the right answer? <laughs> you, um, as I understand it, you you stole my material. You did a Brianna impression on this show, and then you joked about me not listening to the show <laughs> last week as I heard it as I was listening to this show. <laughs> now we have to have time for Georgia's reckoning. <laughs> Do, do I need to introduce Maddie first so that Maddie doesn't get mad at me before we have George's record? I'm not mad. I think we should just no, skip should, right over okay. Yeah, you should go with that. So, Georgia, like, do you have anything to say in your defense before before we start the reckoning? Can I, can I plead the fifth? <laughs> well, there's already evidence on tape is there? that I heard. No, so I think no, the, evidence the evidence of you incriminating yourself is the evidence of you incriminating yourself. Also, you're Canadian, so you don't have the fifth. Yeah, you don't. You guys don't do Miranda rights up there, right? We do. What? No. What? Yes, we do. Yeah. No. <laughs> we it's it's almost sure like that. it's almost like they're a civilized country or something. Yeah. Georgia, Georgia. Okay, okay. Well, since you have no defense, uh, just just be ready for the reckoning throughout oh, the no. show today. Oh. I am very happy to be here, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be back. I, 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 I don't know if I'm more or less excited for it to be spread throughout the episode or if i was hoping for it to be <laughs> like one big just nuclear bomb of one reckoning i don't know which no, one i prefer no, that's not how i operate i, I know i, operate, I know yeah. and i don't know why i would have thought that that would have been the way that it would go uh so like all of our guests were awesome but i have to say i listen to the show and i feel like there's a certain x factor of isometric that's just not present when i'm not here like it it, it feels like there, there's no sense of danger, right? <laughs> like it's like it's like you're at the zoo, but there's no tiger, which is to- that 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 does ruin the trip to the zoo. I'll right. say it. Yeah. That's just not the right. same. Yeah. We should all identify as animals. Oh, what, what animal are okay. you? Maddie? I think I would be the fox because I'm crazy like one. I think yeah. that Maddie would be the gecko. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Because I'm like that little Geico guy. No, that's too. No, that's too no, like no, diminutive not like the and Geico and... gecko. It would be just the regular gecko. You kind of like hide. You're always staring at everyone, and you're kind of like waiting until you're going <laughs> to say something that's epic. That kind of a gecko. <laughs> just just waiting. Yeah, and, 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 I compared and, you to she Colossus. Georgia calls you a gecko. So Geckos just remember who your friends are. Yeah. Georgia will get her comeuppance on this yeah, show. That's right. That's right. George is just building up uh, material so that we feel less sorry for her when the reckoning does come. I'm not a gecko. <laughs> I'm like an alligator or something. I'm some other creepy staring animal. so much animal. cooler. The geckos are awesome. Whatever, Georgia. You can be a gecko if it's so cool. Geckos <laughs> suck. <laughs> They're boring. Steve's a panda, by the way. Yeah, well, Anyways, that goes Steve, out Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, we have uh, live from New York Comic Con uh, editor at the Mary Sue, Maddie Myers. How you doing, Maddie? The gecko. Oh, <laughs> Like, Are you cosplaying as a gecko? You could cosplay as a gecko. No, I'm not cosplaying as a gecko. 
which should surprise no one because I'm also not a gecko. So don't tweet at me and tell me I'm a gecko. I'll get really mad at you. Um, I'm at New York Comic Con. I'm staying at an Airbnb with my delightful coworker, Teresa Gizino from the Mary Sue. Although she's not here right this second, she could be here any second. And I told her it was fine if she came back while I was recording the show. So anything could happen. It's New York Comic Con. It's wild. It's crazy. We're having a good time. You really, your voice sounds so rich today, man. <laughs> you it know, does. it does, doesn't it? Yeah. I think I'm the only one who can hear it, though. <laughs> I don't know why I think that. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it, too. I'm also <laughs> getting over a cold, which people who listened to the show last week will yeah. remember. Well, I don't, I don't believe you actually had that cold. I think you just want an excuse to make ramen is really what I'm Oh, I'm man. I've been making a lot of ramen. Although now I'm in New York, so I can't. I have to just survive off of decadent convention foods uh-huh. such as soft pretzels and cheeseburgers. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just make that noise for me, Maddie? I cannot <laughs> physically make that noise. Is that, is that Colossus? That just sounds like... It just sounds like a really cool synthesizer effect. It doesn't sound like a a voice, a human voice or a mutant voice. It It sounds sounds... like a rift tearing in the universe is what it sounds like. Wait, you have to ask, you have to ask Maddie if she can do the sound of a gecko. I don't know what a gecko does. Does a gecko (laughs) even make a sound? (laughs) Does Uh, a gecko do anything besides tell people about car insurance and a charming Australian accent? (laughs) Like that's all I know about geckos. Geckos Uh, are so cool. They are the cute, coolest of all lizards. All right, so so that that person who's egging on geckos is um is psychotherapist and senior editor for mywar.com and receiver Traitor. of reckoning, Georgia Dow. Geckoning, more like geckoning. Oh, oh, that's so bad. It I, doesn't even make sense. <laughs> the geckoning is coming. I think we have our title right now. That's no. it. <laughs> I hate myself for saying geckoning. I think already. the the title should be should be Maddie the gecko. No, why isn't it George's I'm reckoning? I'm voting already. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, the geckoning. Uh, Maybe it should be Brianna the tiger. I like that. I like Brie, that. Brie, we have okay, a little wait. bit of unfinished business before wait. we before we go. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I do too. I do too. So okay. I'm okay. not really sure. I'm not really sure, Brie. You know, as uh-huh. you want to do the reckoning, but I'm not even sure. I demand proof of life to find out: Are you really Brie? <laughs> Because I haven't heard you in so long, I'm not sure. Right. So right. I have questions for you, to... Brie, that oh, you no. have to answer, oh, no. oh, so that no. we can okay. find out if you are really, truly our Brie. Okay, that's fine. Let's get okay. this going. So one, which uh, video game character, if you had to, <laughs> would you choose to marry? Oh wow! Wow. Is this an Aww. open-ended question, or does she have to choose from the three horrible options that you gave us oh, a couple my weeks ago? God. <laughs> God, who would I marry? Yeah. We had to choose. Which were they? Which were the three? It was, wait, it was Bowser, GLaDOS, and, um, a and, and a Metroid. Perhaps the Metroid from Super Metroid, ah. I assume. Not just oh. any Metroid. It's got to be that one nice one. I, I do really like uh, Jury from Street Fighter from Street Fighter Four. I think we would make a really good evil team. Uh, could also go for Lara Croft from like the new Tomb Raider. That would be acceptable. Poison from Street Fighter. She would be cool. So I don't know. Uh, basically, anyone evil 
would be okay with me. That would be great. <laughs> well, we know it's actually our Bree because evil. she chose from all, anything but the options provided to her. So right, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. the three options are all actually also evil. So right, yeah. right. Okay. Next, next question. Okay. So far, that's acceptable. Okay. What is your most hated pizza topping? Oh God. Uh, I don't really like bell peppers. Oh, what? Oh, 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 they're awesome. Huh. Huh. I like anchovies. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, judged. Okay. judged. I can't even. Judged. Yeah, yeah. Bring it on, Georgia. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. okay. The last question this is the final question to see if you are the true Brie. Mm-hmm. The Brie is when we played Monster Mania. What stuffed animal was I playing against you with? You had uh, you had the giant uh, green dinosaur, which I'm looking at right now. Is it T-Rex? <laughs> I don't think that's what I played with. Is that what I played with? I don't think that's what I played with. What did you have? I don't remember have? what you played with. I thought oh, it was, there I is thought video it was an, evidence I thought there was an octopus involved, but I don't remember. It was a pink octopus. This is not I the real the octopus. Breed. Or did you get my octopus? <gasps> this is not. Oh, at the end, I stole your octopus. That's, <laughs> that's right. Oh, no. That's right. That's right. <laughs> This is getting intimate really quick. Wow. So in yeah, a way, yeah. Georgia really played with both of the stuffed That's animals. True. And Brie apparently played with neither of them, according to Georgia's rewrite of history. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess, Georgia, this is where I, I, I just want to oh, ask, no, like, well, what, do you think is your, what do you think your, your psychological motivation is in, <laughs> in asking me these questions? Do you have trust issues? Is it, <laughs> is it to build up, uh, like, rapport, like, friendship here? Like, what do you really think is going on here? I, I think that I'm going through a little bit of Brie withdrawal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it was mm-hmm. rough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I have a I little would, bit of a, an some, emptiness. I have some videos that would help you with that anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> you could just, um, you know, really help you. You feel pushed back against those feelings. <laughs> yeah, I, you yeah. know, there, there mm-hmm. are those videos out there. Okay, yeah. I... I you can see them at anxietyvideos.com, my videos. <laughs> Has she sent you the tapes yet, by the way? <laughs> I did. I did. I, I did. sent it. I did. I did I've send it. I some did. sort of parallel universe <laughs> where Georgia is imitating Bree's <laughs> tactics and Bree is imitating Georgia's tactics and everything's upside down, topsy-turvy. Wait, wait. So wait, Wild let's, cards let's, flying out everywhere. Let me, let me just introduce me again. Steve, can you introduce me? Oh, no. Georgia, don't tempt fate. Don't <laughs> do what you're Go about ahead. to do. Go I ahead. want you to uh, reconsider. You I got to do it. I got to uh, do it. We also yeah. have psychotherapist and and senior editor from iWord.com, Georgia Dow. How you doing, Georgia? <laughs> this is okay. my phone, by the way. I'm playing these sonic <laughs> coin sounds. I came up with this on my own without any oh. outside influence. Wow. Okay. It's really original. No one's I got in that no one's ever played a sonic coin sound into their microphone on this show before. That is new. That's right. Well, at least I can't mispronounce Sonic, so that that's something that's that's new. What if you called him Sanic? I could. I could do that. I should do that. Sanic. You could do that. I would say I would say go for it. I uh, mean, at this point, the show's already as good as it could possibly be. <laughs> uh, from here.
So that's it, right? Yeah. We did it. The show's yeah, over. Yeah. I'll see you guys next week. We did I mean, what we had to do know. here. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think the topics were make fun of each other for 15 minutes and then go to bed. <laughs> yeah, Is that what the topics it. list was? I'm okay with that. Well, we, we have follow up from last week, Bree, because we need to know what your theme song is. My theme oh, song. Oh, yeah. People that's wanted to know. We, we all picked our theme song. Yeah. Theme of and we don't want you to be left out of that. Theme of Vile from theme Mega of- Man X. What? what? You're like? also picking a Mega Man song? Really? Yeah, I love it. Dun, 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 dun. It's awesome. What is it called? Theme? Theme of Vile? Dude, uh, Steve, all right. will you mix that into the show? Oh, yeah, I'll cut, yeah, right I'll cut that in just like I did Boom. the other ones last week. Right yeah. here. You don't, even, you don't even have to do that because... Because George is going to yes. play it on her freaking phone. <laughs> Like is this it? Yeah, but there's That's another song after this. Yeah, but it's gonna like. Pick but wait, up, it right? has to pick up. Wait, I'm waiting for the beat to drop. I'm waiting still. I think there's a lot of waiting. Is there a lot of waiting on this one? It, it like breaks out from there. Oh no, it doesn't. We're going through one more cycle here. Wait, <laughs> seven minutes later. Ah, oh, really? It's a very long stage. It's is a it? very long stage. I don't know. I haven't played. Yeah. I've, I haven't played Mega Man X in forever. So that song is great. okay. I think that I seems would love like... to show it to you, but I've switched to Android this week, so uh, like none of my stuff works. And I have no access to anything I've ever bought, and it's real tragic. That's but other cool. than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? It's great. It's great. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Do you know? I got. Uh, we started working on porting our uh, games to Android this week at JSX. Awesome. It's been. It's been really, really interesting. I have unreal versions of our levels. They've actually compiled out to the phone. So it's been. Uh, it's been really, really awesome. It's so are really you doing that in Unreal Three or Unreal Four when you're porting? Unreal Four. Okay. At this point, yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. Sorry. Uh, Rocket is in here, and squeaking. she's squeaking with the toys. Squeaking. Sorry about that. Squeak yeah. toying. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about games, guys. Yeah, let's do that. So, uh, you know, speaking of of cool development stuff, so we didn't get to talk to you after you went to Oculus Connect and saw all the cool stuff that we're all going to be playing with in a couple of years. Yeah. So, uh, and and you've had, you know, I know you've talked about it on Rocket, but you've had like kind of a couple of weeks to let it sink in and start, you know, digesting all the information that you saw there. So what? Having seen all the cool stuff that they showed, you know, with the gear, the gear VR for $99 and showing the and all of the the new scripting languages that they showed and and the new hardware that's going to be coming out. How are you feeling about what Oculus is doing, um, having seen what they were, were showing and been able to think about it a little bit? Well, Steve, I would be delighted to answer that question. At first, I just want to check in with you and yeah. say, are you feeling any anxiety right now? Are you uh, feeling OK? Should I be? <laughs> I, I don't know. This is all about you. <laughs> What's up with the melodic voice? Do I really speak with this melodic <laughs> Why? I'm, I'm just... I wasn't until this very second, and now I kind of am, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm That's starting good. to have a lot of anxiety. <laughs> yeah, George, yeah. you can come to my site, anxietyvideos.com, and you can uh, get some videos to help you out with that. Anyway, talk out... Uh, talk out. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Oculus Connect, uh, you know, it was really awesome. It really did. And I left there, and my friend uh, Margaret Wallace, she was, uh, yeah, she said something after Oculus that just really, really it, it nailed it for me. She was talking about how, like, I have left this event. I've never felt more sure and more certain about the longevity 
of VR, its staying power, its place in the industry. And that's exactly how I felt. I mean, it kind of feels like VR is this thing and we keep talking about it coming, but none of us are really sure. Like, are people going to buy these giant headsets or, you know, like, what's the distribution going to be? And I have to tell you, like, I saw demos there that are truly some of the most immersive awesome experiences I've ever had in my life. Like there's a, um, you know, there's an EVE online game where you get to actually be in an EVE fighter and like, like look around and it's like a light show, like with all the lasers and stuff going on around you. The really big thing that was amazing was getting to use the Oculus controller in a toy box demo. So the graphics for this just flat out sucked, but you know, what was really important was the immersion in the controller. So the Oculus controller, you have to really kind of hold it to understand it, but it will, like, sense your hands opening and closing. It's really, really amazing to, like, hold your hands up in front of your face and open them and close them like your different fingers and see them represented. Oh, it's unbelievable. That's really cool because that was a problem when uh, at CS last year, that was the problem is that when you put your hands in front of your face, you couldn't see your hands, which was a huge distraction because... That's that body-mind separation. And so it's great. Yeah. You could actually see your hands opening and closing as you would be grasping something. Very right, clear. right. It's like uh, it really helps you stop from feeling anxiety when you can kind of see yourself <laughs> represented in the, uh, in the game like that. <laughs> right, right. Really seriously, though. Um, now, I'm not going to say the, the future of Oculus is the Oculus controller. It bungles a lot of stuff. And I think this is really worth thinking about, guys. Like, uh, like the technology behind the iPhone, the touch interface had existed for a long time. I remember being a kid and being at Disney World and like using touch screens. What made the iPhone catch on was the rubber banding, the multi-touch, the the pinch to zoom, like all the interface stuff with Mm -hmm. it. That's what Mm -hmm. made you go, okay, this is intuitive. This is going to work. So Oculus has not figured that out yet. Like for one of the major demos I did, the main interface is like there's a laser in between your eyes and it's just pointing at anything you're looking at. And that's it's just a bad, you know, paradigm. But uh like actually playing games, like there was a, a Mario, like a low rent Mario ripoff where you were leaping around and you you feel like disembodied, like you're floating in space. But being able to like play this Mario sixty four type game with the character like jumping around and looking for coins, and you can just turn your head and you're floating up in the air looking for stuff and guiding huh. them as they're running around is so oh my ah. god, it was so immersive. It was great, it was wonderful. So you know, the distribution problem still has to to get figured out, like how are we going to get these in the hands of consumers? Um, you know, I just got my uh, my Samsung Gear VR set today, so I've got to find a Samsung Galaxy 6 somehow to make that work and to start doing tech demos with it. But um, I'm really, really, really super psyched. I can also say Microsoft had their event this week, and, you know, they did the, the HoloLens, and they yeah. kind of did this fake demo on stage with, like, you know, shooting robots, at, shooting lasers, at robots and all that kind of stuff. For the coming apocalypse. I For the you. coming apocalypse, which I'm looking forward to, Georgia Dow. Um, <laughs> looking forward to. That's right. I am. I am. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's uh, you know, we're putting in for one of those $3,000 dev kits because awesome. I'm just yeah. so yeah. completely sold that this is the future. So I will answer any questions that you guys have about the event. I would just love to go to ask you about you know, did you feel sick after you used it? Have they gotten yes. better with that? That is a great question. 
with the more traditional games, like you can so tell that every single one of these games was designed by a team of dudes. Because mm. what is it? It's like the Nathan Drake Uncharted team. Like they put out another game where you're leaping over stuff and like leaping and running through corridors. And I felt sick for like six hours after oh. that. Oh, um, that does know, sound like a horrible idea for. Yeah. Yeah. I, all of them. And the Toy Box demo, I had no nausea whatsoever. And the reason I didn't is because you're standing still. You know, the graphics are relatively simple, and it just, it all made sense to me. Mm. Um, for every single one of the games that they did, it's not that I felt a little sick. I felt really sick for a long time afterwards. Uh. You know, we know a thing or two about what makes people sick in VR at this yes. point, and they just yeah. threw it all out the window with their game design, and mm. I think that's really disappointing. Mm. Have you have you tried the Vive at all, Bree? Just out of curiosity, I know no, that wasn't no, the event. No, I want to. I want to because yeah. I read an article recently that there was someone who has. Um, uh, it was written by someone who has a medical condition where he can't see out of one eye mm-hmm. very well, especially when he gets stressed and anxious. It it gets worse, and that VR hasn't worked for him, or when it did, it made him very sick. And apparently, the Vive was much better. about not having that effect on him. So that's why I'm curious if you've gotten a chance to try it, because I I wonder if they've done something to implement their VR that's a little bit different that works better in that regard. I I have no idea. I have to be honest, I don't know much about that technology. So I'd like to look into it. I think it's it's not so much the goggles, it's the game design around it. Like as we're as we're gearing up our our game designs here at at, at GSX, um, we're asking ourselves like how can we have the player standing completely still? Like one of our prototype games we have in the works is um, so it's immediately after you beat Rev sixty and your holiday. And, like, one of our ideas was to have the nano machines in your leg because, you know, there's that scene in the game where somebody grabs her leg and just comes down on it and snaps it in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and the idea was, like, the, the healing nano machines that she injected into, into herself, like, started to wear off. So she was, like, immobilized and couldn't move. And that was a, a game design choice that we were talking about to, like, have you forced to stay completely stationary um you know it's 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 a game design choice right Mm -hmm. like you have to work around that that's cool uh so i guess i just wondered i wondered more about the sort of mario like game that you were describing before like where was the perspective of the player in that game because i didn't get what you meant when you described it yeah, you were like flying, floating up in the air above it, and so like, like there are piranha the plants. Yeah, yeah. So okay. imagine like your disembodied soul just like <laughs> flying above sure. it. Sure, I really, mean we've all imagined yeah. that from time to time. That, that's how that's how I envision myself every time I play Mario. So it's that's fine. And so it was like kind of like you're in a dream about Mario, and you're just floating around the Mario world, and that yeah. didn't make you dizzy. Or it made was me that... horrifically dizzy. It was a great fun game, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I yeah, wouldn't throw okay. up for seven hours afterwards so yeah um yeah that sounds so cool though but i'm sure it would make me throw up so i don't know know. if we'll get used to it eventually or what but um you you know know. if you do it a lot you will get used to it but um for most people that go through motion sick some people go through motion sickness just from uh playing regular games that you're playing through a perspective um and it's just going to happen all the time our, our brains don't don't deal well when we see movement that we're supposed to be moving and yet in our inner ears we're not. 
and then there's something between where you are versus where the uh, horizon is. And that's another thing that can cause motion sickness. So, yeah. I mean, something I think a lot about is technology doesn't catch on if it doesn't do something better than anything else does, right? So if I want to play shoot 'em up robot games, you know, that problem is really solved better in Flatland, right? Like, yeah, it's a little bit more immersive, but like being able to look around and run and gun and move and just be really there in the moment without physical Mm -hmm. downsides, that is done best on a flat screen. So what is it that VR can do better than anything else? And this is where our whole damn industry is blowing it. And we just, we don't know what we're doing. It's why I was so frustrated looking at some of these demos. Because it's like, okay, we have this new technology here. And what it does better than anything else is like immersion. And you can't move around very much. So to me, and for all the other women I know working in the Oculus space, it's like, thank God we finally have a chance to tell stories. Let's do story-based games and scripting. And then what are the games I'm playing? It's like... Epic brings out their their robot shooter where you're running on a train and blowing up more yeah. robots, right? Like it's like the same thing. If our yeah. if our if our stupid industry <laughs> won't like take a step back and say, hey, maybe the same dumb playbook isn't going to work again in this space. Maybe we need to think about how this works a little bit more. It's just going to fail. But what gets me so excited and what really got me excited about Oculus is all the kick butt women and engineers that I met that are just all freaking in on this space. And we see it and we see the potential to really do the stories that video games have been promising us for 30 freaking years now and have just blown. And, you know, I loved Until Dawn when I played it. Like, I praised it ridiculously, like here and on Twitter. But it's not a game that's super immersive because you're just kind of pushing buttons and and waiting for story choices to happen. Um, Your VR is very different because it's all immediate, like all the actions that take place there. Mm -hmm. You're not waiting for something to happen. Like you're living in that space and looking through the character's eyes and doing those actions. So, you know, it's a really big opportunity. But I have no confidence in our current industry to deliver on it. Well, I think it takes a lot of emotional intelligence in order to deliver those types of games. And, you know, if, if uh, many people don't even understand what that is. So then how I'm working on it, Georgia, any you. day now. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it, it does seem to me like the kinds of games that would work really well in that space are the games that are currently being mocked by people for not being immersive enough or, <laughs> or interactive enough, like walking simulator type yeah. games where the whole game is moving really slowly or standing in one room and sort of going through a dresser and collecting clues or... Like, you know, we talked about Murdered Soul Suspect on the show. Like, there's a lot of standing around talking to people and looking at stuff slowly. <laughs> and, like, that, that kind of thing. Or or Gone Home, obviously. Or Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, which got blasted for not having a run button when it, got, when it first came out because it wasn't communicated well enough and people were go- right, right, annoyed they yeah. were going too slowly. Right, yeah. The, or, I mean, uh, there are so many other examples. Like, walk, the fact that walking simulator is even a phrase that's used as an insult in, in gaming communities is very ridiculous. But it, it has come to connote a type of game that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, because usually those games are really story-heavy. So um, that kind of game might might work. Like, at least if there's movement in it, you're moving very slowly, you're exploring a space, you're you're maybe looking at letters or... Or that kind of thing? Like, is that the sort of game that you're you're picturing? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Maddie, I can tell you, we had X number of million dollars that we were you know, working to get on the VC scene before Oculus. And I'm so convinced on this. I came back and, you know, like I quadrupled that figure and talked to a bunch of venture capitalists. And I'm like, I want all in on this space. Like, let's stop screwing around. Let's really get a big team and start making the best freaking games in the entire freaking world in this mm-hmm. space. Because you're exactly right. It's 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 the kind of game that everyone likes to hate that has p- huge potential in this space. And going around looking for clues, being Angela Lansbury in Murder She Wrote, yes. like that is the kind of game that would work perfectly. <laughs> yeah. In this case, you know, empathy games. Like, you know, Giorgio, you and I, like, I'm not making fun of you right now. Like, we've talked a lot about the need for video games to, like, do better on empathy. Yeah. And this is a huge, like, we talk about, like, imagining yourself in other people's shoes. Like, here, you'll actually be in someone else's shoes and will force your mirror neurons to, like, process that stuff and, like, figure out how other people experience stuff. Yeah, I think that you're absolutely right. There's so many things that you could do better in a VR game and it's just the feeling of things the the pacing of that to be able to be in that for people that want experiential knowledge even for people that are dealing with fears and phobias it our you know mind even through we used to use things like um, guided imagery in order to help people get over fears phobias public speaking all kinds of other things this is not just video games this is also life immersion where you can practice a skill and yeah. actually get better at it. And so yeah. it's really cool. I'm really excited about the possibilities. And um, I'm, I'm just hoping that we keep at it so that we do it right. Yeah, and there, there are some really cool possibilities for sort of the kinds of games that can help people be empathetic to certain kinds of experiences. Oh, like, yeah. Um, yeah. I read an essay a really long time ago about social anxiety, which is like part of how I began to understand that I had it. But it was like yeah. many, many years ago, um, written by somebody who had been playing a virtual reality game like in therapy like in the early early days of that um and they were in a group therapy session where everybody was playing this game um or this sort of simulation where everybody in the game would stare at you like Mm -hmm. you would just sort of walk around a grocery store or something like that and all the people in the game would stare at you and um the game was supposed to uh just sort of help the people in the group who didn't have social anxiety understand what it felt like to have it and like how incredibly creepy that would be if you just walked around his his face and just every single place you go, everybody's staring at you um, and and seemingly judging you. And like the writer of this piece talked about how um, as soon as he played it, he immediately had a like full on panic attack because he was like, nope, this is exactly what my life is like every single day. And like when I was reading that, I was like, whoa, this is blowing my mind. (laughs) Like also that sounds like the most terrifying game in the universe. But so like that was an early example that I thought of like many, many years ago that just was like a small thing that you can do to sort of create an experience that helps other people understand like what it's like to feel scared or nervous. And there are just a million examples you come up with. And and once you actually are in that situation and space and like you can't escape, like that's a great way to play horror games, but it's also a cool way to like create empathetic experiences Mm -hmm. too that I don't know. I mean, I I think think the central problem, Maddie, is you and I both want those games to work. We both desperately want those kinds of games. The problem is, let's just be honest, the games that are put out by people on those subjects suck. 
They're not (laughs) fun. They're not good games. And I'm saying this as a game designer, that the problem is when you start a game with the idea to make a social point, yeah, it can have a lot of like social value, but if you're not starting making a game by saying, what is a good game, it's going to suck. This is where VR and AR turn all those formulas on the head. And I've thought so much about this. So if you're playing Rev60, we tried to like, add events for you to do things to interact with the story every every 30 seconds was our maximum because otherwise you're just sitting there watching it same thing until dawn um you know to a certain extent with mass effect like you're sitting there watching extremely well-written cutscenes, but you're just pushing a button and watching a bunch of movie what makes vr very different is exactly what makes your iphone different so with your iPhone, if I'm trying to interact with something, I don't like have to figure out how to use a mouse. I use like my finger, which I already know how to do. Like it's like this is natural to me. I've been touching things like boom, it connects. That's how I interact with the world, which is why it makes sense. Virtual reality, the APIs and frameworks that you know we're about to ask for millions of dollars to make are the ones that are saying, look. Forget about the stupid controller. Nobody's going to use a stupid 360 controller. Like, let's start thinking about how to to bring our human senses and motions into these games. Like, touching things, mm-hmm. where you look, the timbre of your voice, the word choice that you use. Like, these games are only going to work when you can interact with them in ways that are more meaningful than pushing a stupid button. And that's the promise that it has. But if our industry just follows the macho, stupid playbook that they've been doing for 30 years, we're going to freaking blow it. And you see us doing this. I was so pissed that this is what Epic comes out with. More well, of the, the same. only thing Epic knows how to yeah. do. Arr! Like, I mean, that's it's what Epic is going to do. Yeah. I, I have very little hope for them, at least in that space. But So give I, me $30 million. I know. Well, really, Epic should give you $30 million. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but right. they, but I mean, sometimes they do things like that. They actually did do a program recently where they gave a bunch of money to independent developers. So I, I'm not going to I'm not going to shame them too much. I, I'm not necessarily saying that I want just games that are about a specific point that are like, here, now you're going to play a game that puts you in the shoes of a marginalized person. Because I actually do think that those games, in addition to generally being bad games that are very like point hammery, mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as Bree is saying, um, sometimes they're also just like, they. you really actually can't get anybody to fully understand what it's like to have that experience. So even trying can be really frustrating for the person who makes the game. You can end up having people think that they, that now I understand what it's like and it can do a disservice. Or or just be more condescending about it. So like that's, that's not really what I think we should do. I would be more interested in games that sort of inadvertently trick you into having that empathetic feeling. If you know what I mean? Like a game that, that pulls you in with that story, a, a story about something and then ends up making you feel sympathy for somebody who you wouldn't expect or, or puts you in a situation that you wouldn't expect by, by having a good story as opposed to having you be like, now you will understand what it's like to be in a wheelchair. Like that's, that's not enough. <laughs> like you need to have a story about other things that incorporates in those elements. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, all I thought when I saw the, the description of that bullet train demo was it, we're going to really have wasted an opportunity if all we do with this whole new, you know, this whole new way of making games is figure out a way to better shoot somebody in the face. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that is the first thing that everybody has wanted to do. That's it. That's like point one end of goal. And that's really sad. I have to say, when you do the toy box demo, like, and you get to turn your your finger into a gun and, like, shoot stuff, and, like, you're shooting, it's very Toy Story, right? Like, you have a blaster, and you're shooting stuff over there. It feels really fun, and it does feel intuitively fun, but what makes that feel fun is your motion is really connected to the actions that you can do. So, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we've covered this, but um, I'm really excited about the future. And stay tuned to Giant Space Cap. We've got some fun stuff coming up. So awesome! Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we're just going to take a quick break and tell you that this episode of Isometric is brought to you by Braintree, which is code for easy online payments. If you are a mobile app developer, you should check out Braintree. They're the payment solution used by companies like Uber, Airbnb, where Maddie's staying tonight, uh, Hotel Tonight, Living Social, and Munchery. Uh, they've made the payment experiences in these apps seamless and magical, and you can add a similar experience to your own app. They have excellent customer service and simple integration, and Braintree gets you ready to receive payments quickly. Uh, they have continuous support plus pa- fast payouts, which means that you will be prepared as your company grows from your first dollar to your billionth. And they're, self- they're solving the problem of mobile card abandonment by offering a best-in-class mobile checkout experience that you can have in your own apps. Uh, Braintree gives you a full-stack payment solution, support for all payment types your customers might want. They do PayPal, they do Apple Pay, Bitcoin, Venmo, cards, and more. Anything that, any way that you can take money, they probably handle. And they do it all with a single integration. It comes with you across all platforms, and they provide superior far protection and fantastic customer service, and they pay you really quickly. So to learn more, and for your first $50,000 in transactions fee-free, go to braintreepayments.com slash isometric. And thank you so much to Braintree for sponsoring Isometric and all of Relay.fm. Do you know if they take uh, bars of latinum? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know if they take jars full of pennies? (laughs) We don't have pennies in Canada anymore. Oh, well, we still do. Although rumor has it that America will get rid of them someday, but that's been the rumor for decades. Well, then we should send them all up to Canada so that Georgia can enjoy all the joy of having jars of pennies like we do. Yeah, I'll send them to you, Georgia. Thank, thank you. I was feeling neglected. <laughs> See, they have Kinder Eggs, but they don't have pennies. I don't understand how this works, but... <laughs> because Canada is smart about some things, and those things are Kinder Eggs. <laughs> True. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have to talk about the fanfic. Did you love that? Because I, I was hiding at an airport, and I'm like... I'm like I think I loved it more than anyone else on this show, to be honest. <laughs> what? what? I what love fanfic, unironically. I know yeah. more about fanfic than anyone else here. And I'm glad that I've converted you, Brie, because I remember <laughs> that at the beginning of this show, I was like assuring you that fanfic was actually pretty awesome and mostly yeah. erotica written by young women. And you were like, what? And I was like, no, it's cool. It's the coolest <laughs> subculture ever. Don't worry. And yeah. now you know, now you know that yes. 12-year-old girls are writing fan fiction about Princess <laughs> Zelda, and it's adorable and great. I think that fanfic was written by a dude, personally. But no, possibly, I, but uh, I think a yeah. lot of fanfic writers are middle, middle school girls. <laughs> I, I have a request, Brie. For the next fanfic, I want you and Frank to make an isometric fanfic. What? No. Oh, no. I, there, no. That, oh, there's oh, no. no way this is going to end well, Georgia. This is... <laughs> 
You're already getting reckoned today. What are you trying to do? Why are you tr- trying to take us all down with you? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, what is hey, this? One's gonna, it's one for all. <laughs> this is I a purely platonic show. Yes. I mean, I love yeah. you all, but it's more of a family situation. No, Don't make me go beyond that. It does not that. have to be. It has to be. Like, oh, well, that's a good point. Does it, it have doesn't can't ha- it just be, be fanfic and not be like all one might argue that naughty. Frank has already written an isometric fanfic? <laughs> oh, that's not fiction. That's completely real. That's true. That's true. <laughs> one could argue that if one were Georgia Dow and a liar, but we all know that it's not fiction. But there is there there are important lengthy documents about Georgia Dow available. Oh, pants, well, pants, pants, <laughs> right, right, all, of course, right. You can see pictures of Georgia behind, like, uh, you know, like lizard people. That's geckos. Don't, don't believe real. me. Like, trust your line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, suddenly, Georgia's obsession with geckos makes a lot of sense. It's true. Uh, she keeps yeah. bringing up geckos. I, I mean, I don't know what's up with the gecko thing. You're going to have to explain that. Well, later, we're going to let Bree explain it during the fanfic. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll see, okay. Georgia. I actually had another oh, idea. Oh, did you? Okay. Okay. I did. We'll okay. see what happens. If we'll it's more epic happens. than my idea, go with it. We'll see. We'll see. Are you feeling anxiety about that right now? Are you? <laughs> oh are you I just wanted to check in with you. I feel you like know, you can. It is. It is anxiety producing to have someone calmly ask you if you're feeling anxiety. And I don't know why that is, but Georgia could probably had tell like me. Like a Jack Bauer kind of thought to that. I could. I was like, oh, I have to be careful which way I answer. Are you feeling anxiety right now? Yes, because exactly. you will. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's uh it's very clever it's very clever i kind of like that as like a tactic to intimidate people <laughs> just ask them if they're feeling anxiety <laughs> if an interview is ever going poorly for me i'll just start doing that there you oh, go that, that, i'm work. just kidding an interview's never gone poorly for me of i'm incredible not. <laughs> you're maddie Georgia, do you think my my Jack Bauer style of communication would be successful if I opened up a psychotherapy clinic? (laughs) It depends who you're doing psychotherapy with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're doing psychotherapy with Jack Bauer, I think it would be it would work. And that guy probably needs it. I mean, he's been through a lot. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. He might appreciate somebody who can go toe to toe with him. Yeah. I'm imagining this more in a in a talk show format like Dr. Phil, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> it would probably be more like Dr. Oz. He's very yeah. combative. Although I guess they both are. <laughs> Neither of them are real doctors. Wow, but that know. doesn't are, matter, actually. right? Both of them are real doctors. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, they're really? both actual real doctors. Well, Dr. Phil but is a doctor medical in doctors. clinical psychology, and Dr. Oz is really a doctor. I believe he's a surgeon. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible because I've seen their shows. Right, right. Well, you know. So, so anyway, so Bree, you've been you've been away. So, what would you? What else would you like to talk about? Since Battlefront, come on, guys! Okay. Like Battlefront. Are we just going to talk about how we're excited about Battlefront <laughs> sure. for the next thirty There's minutes? So much information that came out about like I. Frank didn't know anything about Battlefront because he's never played one of these. And I sat down from the PS4 and I go, Frank, I'm about to blow your mind. He goes, yeah, whatever, Bree. I go, okay, sit down. And I showed him these games. His jaw was on the floor because it is like his Star Wars. It's like his 12-year-old Star Wars fanfic just exploded in our living room. I mean, come on. Are you guys not psyched for this? No, I am. I've been – I've almost been – like trying to keep myself fresh for the hope that I will get into the beta and be able to experience it like 
without any preconceptions, if that makes sense. Yeah, the beta is going on right now, though. So yeah. when are you going to find out if you got in? I don't. Soon? I, well, I guess I didn't. Oh, <laughs> you might Aww. still. You never I heard, know. I heard. I heard Steve's heart just break right yeah. there. Bree, you have to ask him the question now. Sometimes feeling it's like anxiety, a rolling Steve. Start. <laughs> Are you feeling anxiety about the beta? I, 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 I'm feeling a little bit of anxiety about the beta, yeah. Okay, okay. I turned down two beta keys today because I'm like, no, I'll just wait. No. Oh. <laughs> you should have given them to Steve. You, oh. my, da- my daughters would have lost their minds because they're like obsessed with Star Wars right now. And yeah, you can be a girl stormtrooper too. Yeah. Ooh. That's awesome. Yeah. They look exactly the same as the guy stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Do, have you seen Sarah Michelle's Geller, Sarah Michelle Geller's uh, new character? Yes. That what? is awesome. What? Sarah Michelle Geller? Yeah. What? Sarah Michelle Geller is playing an Imperial Stormtrooper on Star Wars Rebels, which is that animated Star Wars what? show, what? which is awesome. And oh. Sarah Michelle Geller's character is like she's got like a bonkers red lightsaber and she looks like a total badass and now she's part of Star Wars canon. Her character is. Yeah. And they based all of her animations in the show on like Stuff that Sarah Michelle Geller did while she was voice acting it. So, like, she did all the voice and movements, and then they animated it based on her mannerisms. It's rad. Anyway, so Star Wars is awesome. I'm looking for it. Oh, (laughs) they should put that character. Yeah, that would be amazing. That should they should replace all the stormtroopers with a SMG stormtrooper. Absolutely, I'm gonna find you a GIF of her. Oh, here I just found a. I just found a thing. I'll put it in the. I'll put it in the thing. So but. I mean, so how did he, has anyone else on the show played a lot of Star Wars Battlefronts? No, because I mean we haven't. You shamed oh. us for not playing as much. Oh. We all we have all played a little bit, Bree, but you oh. are the expert. I can't even process that. Like I played the Camino map on Star Wars Battlefronts, like probably for five or six hundred hours. I love. Wow. I know that map so much. I huh. mean. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I yeah, I think I like a lot of the stuff that has happened to do with the new Star Wars properties has been really really cool. Like they've put in a lot of women. They're mm-hmm. casting more women for the next Star Wars movie too. They're doing that with the games too. They're having more like racial diversity. Like that's really cool. Like just the vision of Star Wars now is really awesome and cool again. And I am super hopeful about it. I mean, yeah, Polygon was saying it seems like a PS2 game in the best sense. It's not super complicated gameplay. Yeah, that's like it's fine. class based, <laughs> objective based. Um, so, you know, that's my big worry with it that, uh, you know, Call of Duty, you know, if you're playing against somebody with a, a super hyped up perk system, you know, like it can be very hard to kind of get in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, from everything I've seen from this, like on the Battle of Hoth, it seems like if you die, boom, you're back in there. Um, you know, it seems like the flight kind of magnetically draws you to important points in the map, which is a, a really big problem from Star, Star Wars Battlefronts 2. Um, like everything I'm seeing says this is going to be a super accessible game, but the the level of visual polish is just astonishing. I mean, it's it's beautiful, right? That's not just me. It's no, not it just looks, you. Yeah, it and, looks great. and I think the point of these games is to feel like you're living in the world of Star Wars, right? Like it's it's I I don't mind if it's like a simple game. 
Like, like to people yeah. being like, it's going to feel like a PS2 game. That's fine. It's about like playing pretend yeah. <laughs> in a really particular world that I enjoy. So, so I'm all about that. I, it doesn't even need to look that good. I think it looks really good, but for me, it's more like pretending to be a cool stormtrooper or a cool Jedi or whatever. Yeah. That part is more exciting to me. Or, or piloting personally. an X-Wing and blasting things out of the sky, which is really all I care about. I don't even care about like the hand-to-hand combat. I just want to pilot an X-Wing and a TIE fighter around and blow things up. I know that it's not X-Wing versus TIE fighter you know, level, but that's all I want to do is just fly something around and make things go boom. And I would be completely happy and I don't even – that would be worth the $60 to me just to be able to do that. Well, there is going to be like yeah. a dogfighting mode, so yeah. Yes. Good. Georgia, uh, are, are are we going to go against each other? Uh, you know, you'll correctly be the dark side, of course, and I will be the light <laughs> side. In that, the hero fighting for good, we we're going to play it right. Oh yeah. Well, then I, you know, yeah. you know where I'm. The only thing that would pull me towards the light side would be uh, BB-8, but you know. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, ah! I I love it's that Sith all guy. the way. I don't even know oh. how Bree you could you could pick anything else, but I I thought about calling Anthony and asking him to abduct BB-8 for <gasps> me. Oh wow! I did think about that, <gasps> but oh, I was that, is, that, that is, would be so that would be cold. That would fight be giving into the dark sure. side. Wow! I know, free. but I'm a good person, so <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that because okay. I'm so cool, nice. Bree. Not some, not cool. Some real shades of gray morality wise there. Yeah. So as long as we're talk about 80s franchises can we also talk about like transformers yeah devastation because that game looks freaking it looks awesome. it looks amazing and i'm i'm I, i'm a little bit worried about the reviews and i want to play it because it looks like i don't do, maddie georgia you know what this is no i don't I don't okay. and i'm a little surprised that anyone's excited about anything to do with transformers and it's 2015 i will make you excited so it's apparently okay. a Transformers game based on the original 80s cartoons, not okay, the, not so the new it stuff. Is, it is created with us in mind. Wait, it is wait, wait. But Steve, built to capitalize on our dollars. Is there more than meets the eye? I mean, it's made by Platinum. So it's basically Bayonetta with Transformers. Okay. Okay. So why are you interested in it? Because I love Transformers. <laughs> okay. I love the 80s Transformers. Love, like Transformers was like the one. Devil May Cry and Bayonetta last I, I heard. I don't. I will, I will make myself love it. I will play it in the easiest mode necessary because <laughs> to be able to play a Transformers cartoon. Is this going to be like a really combo heavy, like long strings of button inputs kind of a game? Is that what you mean? It, it looks a little simpler. Like, yeah. So the combat revolves around, um, like, you could turn into a truck, and then you could launch yourself towards the enemy, and then, and then, boom, and then you punch them. So it's like simple combos with that, or it's like you're a jet, and you're flying through the air, and then, and then, like, you come down to the... Boom. That sounds like very, people. very cool. I mean, yeah. a lot yeah. of the cool things that I like about Bayonetta are not dissimilar from that because she has the ability to turn into those other, uh, like she can become a huge fist and she can like become like a dragon lady and stuff. And, and that's always very cool. It's like the differing size and her bonkers attacks animations and stuff are really fun for me. So I can definitely see how Platinum would be able to work within the confines of the Transformers lore where you have to have the character that can like constantly be changing size and changing uh powers. So that I can see how that'd be really cool. Bree, you have but to like, do another Transformer sound. 
Yeah. Sure, sure. So there you are. You're blowing someone away with like your 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 mica, missile rocket launcher, and then and then you turn to another shockwave rocket launcher, and then boom! It's awesome. And, and we're informed by the by the chat room that you can actually play as Grimlock. You oh, play sweet. as Arcee because I can't see anything that says you can play as Arcee. And then it's like another, <laughs> like, I want to love this game, but if you're not going to let me play as the one freaking girl in the Transformers G1 universe, F you, okay? <laughs> How would she yeah. transform, Brie? She would, like, just be sitting there, and then very daintily she would go, <laughs> <laughs> and then turn into a motorcycle. <laughs> So, we have confirmation from the chat room that there is no RC in the game, unfortunately. Ah! I'm officially no longer buying the game. Uh, I feel a lot of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so apparently, I have real-time follow-up that apparently all you have to do to get into the beta is click a link in the PlayStation Store, so that's actually downloading to my PS4 right now. Oh, wonderful. So, I am oh, well, so, so you can talk about that see. next week. Yeah, so we we should get on and play this weekend if we're gonna, if any of us are going to be around. Well, I, I be won't in be San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then I'll just play by myself. It'll be fun. Yeah, play by yourself, Steve. Well, so you Georgia, that... that means you need to buy a PS4 now at the price dropped and play oh, play Star Wars with yeah. me. Yeah, Georgia's yeah. never going to buy anything. <laughs> She's never going to buy anything. <laughs> I, I'm going to get Oculus. I am, I am, I'm getting it immediately. <laughs> you know that there's an actual um, mech war of Japan versus USA, and they're both building real life-sized mechs, and they're going to battle melee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did see that. that. You it's, talked about it's... on the, didn't you talk about that on Rocket Brie? Uh, I don't know. I think you might have. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. like the real-life version of Real Steel, which is the yeah. greatest movie ever. And Rock'em, Sock'em, Robot. Oh, we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did, we did, we did. Sorry, I was tweeting about my anger about no RC. You were tweeting about your anger? I tweeted out something, too. Wait. I tweeted out something about... You tweeted about me being a gecko, and I don't (laughs) know why you did that, because I'm not. (laughs) Whatever. Maddie, can you give me your Transformers sound to play us out? (laughs) Yes. Let me see. Um, my, see, my... I would, I wouldn't necessarily do the <laughs> like you're doing. I would do more like a <laughs> like that's what I think that's they sound like. That's pretty good, though. That was good too. We need to have both Maybe of you if together. We did them in together. 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 If we together. did them in unison, yeah, we would yeah. get it. Okay, so okay. one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded great. That sounded great. Okay, okay, so Steve, you got to sync that up in post, all right? I, I it's will, very important. I will do what I can. I, I, <laughs> it was it's perfect like I just was as you did it, the though. Cartoon. I know, yeah. I know. I, I thought know. it actually sounded right on. See, we should we should make that a ringtone and then sell that on fandas.biz is what we should do. Yeah, <laughs> and then everyone have the most irritating, weird <laughs> ringtone ever where they're like, is my phone vibrating? No, it's just the sound of two women <laughs> making vibrating noises with their mouth. Why don't I just have my phone set to vibrate? Because I'm a fanda. So my husband, my husband replied to the gecko comment, uh, Maddie, and uh, that's asked, very interesting. Yes, yeah. Is, is 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 Maddie? You know, is your your spirit animal actually a gecko? He asked, "Can you lick your own eyeball?" <laughs> to which I responded, "No," in all caps. You see, but that was very strong response, as, as if you're trying to hide something. I can't. Okay, I can't <laughs> lick my own eyeball. I'm not hiding anything. Oh, it's just the God. facts, Georgia. 
I'm a journalist and I care about the facts. And the facts are that I have nothing in common with a gecko. <laughs> I can't uh, think of a single thing I have in common with a gecko. I mean, we uh, both have you're eyes. Both green and reptilian. Yeah. Stick on windows. And, and you both sell insurance. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I mean, my detractors would have you believe that I'm an insurance selling lizard. But you can't believe everything you read on Reddit. You just can't. I, I thought that to... that was the bastion of uh, of truth on the internet. Yeah, they wouldn't have you believe that, but, but you know, <laughs> listen to me. Okay. I'm an authority on my own life, and I say that I'm not a lizard. Who am I supposed to believe? You are my own lying eyes, though. <laughs> I don't know, Steve. I don't uh, know. I, I think we, before we get ourselves into more trouble, we should probably take a break and tell you that this episode of Isometric is brought to you by Ting, which is a mobile phone service that is here to save you money. That Seriously, they're a carrier whose primary goal is to help you save on what you pay for cell service. You're going to need to save up your money for you know an Oculus headset or, or for a Gear VR. You need to get a new Samsung phone. So you can go to Ting and you'll be paying a fair price for the service that you put on that phone. If you go to isometric.ting.com, you can see how much you can save with Ting and you'll get $25 off your first device or credit for service. Um, they're on both CDMA and GSM. There aren't any contracts and or overage fees. You basically just pay for what you use. They're the first provider to, have you, to let you have different devices on different networks all under the same account. Um, and 80% of the phones made in the last few years can be brought over. So there's just a pretty good chance if you're listening to us right now, you can probably move your phone over to Ting, no problem. And they have a tool on their site to let you know. And an average bill on Ting is just $23 a month, which is is nothing. And you Nothing. just, it's, it's <laughs> absolutely, I mean, I guess it's $23, but you know, I mean, it, it's $23 more than nothing, but it's that's 20, it. It's basically nothing. It's, it's, yeah. I spend more than that on Candy Crush yeah. stuff on my sleep. IIT <laughs> in my sleep. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. Think about all the anxiety videos you could buy with all the money that you'll save by moving to Tang. So. Love so you could you could pay you pay for what you use if you use less you pay less and you can keep track of what you're using on their control panel and even if you're stuck in a contract they'll give you up to 25 percent off of your termination fee and credit up to 75 dollars per device if you switch over which is a really good deal so uh you pay six dollars per device per month for access to the network and then you just pay for your usage um uh, it's pretty good for families so that you just pull everything to one account and if you really, if you don't believe us, you can go and go over to their calculator tool on their site and they'll tell you exactly how much you can save. So to get started, just go over to isometric.ting.com where you can double check, you can switch your device and you can take a look at what they offer in the store or you, if you're looking to upgrade or you can, again, you can just move your phone over. And once you're decided, they'll walk you through getting set up, port your number over, and then you're all set and you just start using your device. They'll break down your usage by minutes, messages and megabytes, and then you, they'll keep you updated through their dashboard, and then you just get a clear bill based on your usage, easy peasy. So as a special offer for listeners of Isometric, you'll get $25 off of select devices, or if you bring your devices over, you'll get $25 of Ting credit by signing up at isometric.ting.com. So go today and see how much money you can save with Ting. And thank you so much to Ting for supporting this show and all of Relay.fm. Yay. Love Ting. I love Ting. I was looking at them. They really look like an amazing deal. Like I'm looking at I'm like, maybe I could save money by like getting like like people's phones through that instead of that other evil company. Yeah, yeah. I've been kind of frustrated with one of the evil company that I'm with right now, and it's it's a pretty 
compelling deal even for yeah. me so that's, that's looks uh, good yeah you should use that code isometric oh I, and then I'm, you I'm should shameless. listen to me steve i will tell you don't believe steve lubitz from the isometric <laughs> show believe brianna Wu. you'll save four thousand thirty one dollars and 29 cents <laughs> i mean it, she wouldn't be that exact if she wasn't telling the yeah, truth i'm very trustworthy yeah that is absolutely true. that is true trust uh, in brie <laughs> All right, so I guess we could go on to what we're playing. So, so Bree, you've had, you've had like three weeks of backlog. So, what have you been playing this week? I've got so many problems to talk about on the show. (laughs) I got so many problems. So, first, I will foreshadow and say, like Maddie, you and I have talked so much smack about Princess Peach on Nintendo DS. Like we've talked a lot of smack about that on this show. (laughs) So, I had a feminist come up to me at a conference and say, "You know what, Brianna Wu? I like you. You're tall." You're energetic. You do a good Transformers impression. <laughs> I don't like all the smack you're talking about, Princess Peach. That game is awesome. So I spent $60. The game, that game is really hard. Oh, I could have lent you my copy. And, yeah, but they would have like Steve Lubitz germs on it. So I wanted a fresh germ from a stranger off the internet, and it seems safer. Um <laughs> So yeah, I will have that to play. That's the foreshadow before we get to the the crux. Oh, you of haven't what played I'm it yet? Playing. No, it's sitting in my room for my next two hundred plane trips this week. Oh, um, I I don't have but, fond memories, but I yeah, we'll would be intrigued to hear what adult you thinks about it. Yeah, yeah I've thought about revisiting it as well. I. I don't know what I would think about it now. Uh, all we'll I remember that is her superpowers week. are all powered by her getting really emotional. So right. yeah, yeah. Which seems come on. tough. I'm never emotional. (laughs) Well, I think it's like, I think it's cool in theory to have like superpowers be also an emotional process, but, but I don't like the implication that that's also feminine, inherently feminine. I think that's not a good precedent to set. Um, so it'd it'd be really hard for somebody to make a convincing argument to me that that the game wasn't doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, my whatever. message to Nintendo is you suck. <laughs> I don't like that game design, but I will play your game this once before I form an opinion on it and talk about it on my show. Anyway, uh, Ronpa, uh, another story. Um, so basically, you know, I've talked about it on the show. Like they made a, another version of it where it is kind of, um, it's more 3D shooter, like Resident Evil 5, and they released it. Um, Guys, I gotta be straight with you. This game is so dark. It really? is so dark. And, oh. and, really? and Danganronpa oh. is already super yeah. dark. So it's dark for Danganronpa? It is dark for Danganronpa. Oh, good lord. It is unbelievably dark. Like, okay, uh, how can I say this without spoiling it? There's one chapter of this game where you are dealing with the entire chapter revolves around a girl that has been the subject of sexual abuse. Oh, jeez. That's like such is, a trigger warning. How can oh. they... But, oh, let's take a drama. And it is, yeah. I tell you, it doesn't pull any punches about what she's thinking or what she's feeling. And it flesh mm. like, this is what Danganronpa does. It, it makes her character that you understand what she's thinking and feeling. And you have amazing empathy for her. But it is darkest. It's really dark. So, um... I, I like this game, and the gameplay is super 
interesting, but story-wise, it's just not, uh, it's not holding up at all. Uh, the other game that I've played, and I'm so unbelievably excited to finally be able to tell you guys about this, is Persona 4 Dancing All Night for Vita, which is awesome is so good is so unbelievably good it is amazing um except for the songs (laughs) that's the one problem with the game because it's just remixing songs from persona 4 and it's like if you're gonna do like a dancing game like a ddr game very correctly gets okay we're gonna have some some rap music some pop music some you know j-pop some k-pop we're gonna mix it up because different people like different songs and here i like Right, exactly. Some uh, G-pop, some C-pop from Canada, Georgia Dow pop, <laughs> mix it up in there. Um, keep it variety. Um, yeah, it, it's it's. if you don't like the Persona 4 soundtrack, you're going to hate this game because it's just remixes of that soundtrack. Uh, the gameplay is solid. Story is fun. Um, the women are not as hyper-sexualized as they can be in these games, so they're still pretty uncomfortable like i'm like oh i hope nobody's looking at my vita right now so i don't have security (laughs) escort me after i get off this plane um but it's a good game you should definitely get it also destiny well also metal gear solid (laughs) did you get that fancy new sniper rifle or shotgun that that came out today the no no i i i or is that working today what's going on is there what's up yeah so uh, that was that one of the ones that takes like 10 hours to of grinding to get or I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, the the oh, I don't remember what the name of it is because I can't remember the name of anything. But there was a a new quest that came out today. Um, the sleeper stimulant. You're, you're making that up, right, Steve? <laughs> no, <laughs> I swear to God, I'm looking on Kotaku right now. I, I give you a hard time. No, I haven't played <laughs> Destiny today. I okay. played a bunch of Metal Gear. Okay. So yeah. Uh, I don't know. If you like G-pop, <laughs> Persona Four Dancing All Night is the game for you. Pop. I, I, I like G-pop. that genre. That, that's good. Yeah. We should make a. We yeah. should make a genre just of remixing Georgia. Yeah. Isn't G-pop just the Mario coin over and over? Yes. I don't think I'm a fan of that. I honestly don't think I'm interested in that. <laughs> I think that's the name that game song is G-pop. I think that's what that is. I wrote that song. I know. Well, I didn't say that. You know, just I mean, you I wrote co-wrote it. it. I co-wrote it. Yeah. I'm not going to take credit for it. Uh, so, Georgia, what are you playing this week? Um, so I played a really interesting uh, um, game, which is uh, called Bloody Trapland. <laughs> oh, a game? Really? I'm oh, sorry. Keep it's, going. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Transformer games from Isometric. Um, it's called Aww. Bloody Trapland. And you play as these uh, little stuffed bear-like creatures that are all cute and cuddly. And there's all these really <laughs> there's really difficult levels. And you try to get past these levels. And there's all these traps that annihilate you into a, a puff of blood and it's really really hard it's a four-player game but it's it's remarkably fun but exceptionally stressful it's 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 addicting it's just very difficult the entire game is difficult because you're trying to pass these levels and at the same time there's all these traps that are trying to kill you and you're trying to kill each other off but it is um it's it's pretty interesting. And then I played Towerfall Ascension, and we tried to pass all of the boss yes! levels, which are so Love hard. That game. So oh. hard. The eyeball boss. Yes. So hard to pass that level. My goodness, we played, and like the anger and frustration when we're trying to like <laughs> oh my God. strategize and what are we gonna do and have to get that slide move so that we don't get killed by the eyeballs 
you know, eye goo that it's squirting at you. Um, and then I played, <laughs> I started replaying Shadow of Mordor because I, there's uh, one of, I, <laughs> it's such a good game. Um, and so I, I want to, I want to finish it on a hundred and there's uh, one update that I haven't done yet. Um, and so then those are the games that I've played. Okay. So, so Maddie, what do you believe? What do you play this week? Um, okay. So <laughs> I'm at New York Comic Con right now. And I haven't been playing any games yet, but there are some games here. So hopefully I can talk about that next week if I have time to do that. But uh, before I left, uh, I did get to play some Mario Maker at a friend's house. And Zach made a level with the help of everyone. And it's pretty great. So I tweeted it again just now, just so people can find it. They can go to my photos. I made it, I made it a photo post. So it'd be easy to find if people want to go play Zach's level. It's pretty good. So I hope people play it. Um, and also it was really fun to make it. So that was cool. And, uh, right before I left, Zach and I got to like spend some time together cause I'm going to be out of town for like five days. So we played a bunch of 2d fighting games like, uh, Marvel versus Capcom one and two, which are really good games, and it was really fun to play them. So, yeah, somebody is ringing the doorbell of this Airbnb, but I don't think it's anybody I know, so mm. hopefully I don't need don't to answer it. It's a fan. Anybody. It's a fan of the show. Yeah, they want to come play Street Fighter with you. I'm worried that it's, like, Pizza. the third roommate who we don't actually know. I don't know what to do, guys. Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just, just going to hope it's fine. It'll resolve itself long, soon enough. <laughs> All right. Uh. Are you feeling anxiety? <laughs> I am feeling anxiety because I don't know why the doorbell would ring here and I don't live here. This isn't my house. Anyway, the con's going great. I actually really like this Airbnb and I hope everything's fine. Yay. Steve, Someone what are else you go? playing? Okay. Steve, go. Okay. So I have a really sad story oh, for no. you all. Oh, no. So um, I have not talked about this on the show, but I spent a lot of time about 10 years ago playing to the Tony Hawk games. Oh. And really loving the first few Tony Hawk games and I got really excited when Tony Hawk 5 was announced and so I put it on my gamefly list. And on Monday I got an email that I was very excited about that they were shipping Tony Hawk 5 to me and then on Tuesday <laughs> all the reviews came out that said that Tony Hawk 5 was a dumpster fire. Oh my goodness. So I got, I, I spent the rest of the week knowing that this dumpster fire was on its way to my house and there was nothing I could do about it. So I played Tony Hawk 5 because they sent it to me and what else am I going to do? So it's pretty bad. It's, it's, it's actually a lot of the reviews and a lot of the stuff that came out really concentrated on a lot of the glitches and, uh, and that happens a lot. I actually, I don't know if you got to see anything about this, Brie, because it's all done in Unreal. So I'm kind of curious on your. Uh, I your... haven't read anything about yeah. it. Sorry. That's yeah. okay. It's it, So a lot of the early stuff focused on the fact that, like, when you wipe out, Tony Hawk's arm goes through the ground. And uh, occasionally you'll wipe out and he'll just go launching into the air as though gravity had just decided to stop working for a little while. And, and that stuff really happens. And I. I saw some of that. I, apparently, it gets there. There are some frame rate issues when you get further into the game, and they're working on patches and whatever. But I, I don't think the patches are going to fix this game because I, I was playing it and I gave it. I decided to give it a legit shot because sometimes you know a lot of the hype comes out, and sometimes yeah. the game can actually be decent behind mm-hmm. the scenes. But it is the problem is that they lost the thread of what made Tony Hawk fun 
in the process. And I think what happened is that they it, Tony Hawk was a sixty dollar game back in you know two thousand two two thousand three when they when Tony Hawk two and three were coming out. What it was then probably wouldn't sell for sixty dollars now. So they felt like they had added a whole lot, a whole lot of extra content into it and so they have all of these little waypoints where you stop skating and then you do like a race through rings or you have to you have to do as you have to do tricks because your head's getting bigger and the longer you go without doing a trick yeah your head is your head is going to explode and your head keeps inflating and you get your head to deflate by landing tricks i am not making this up and so you basically interrupt your run to go do one of these things, then you come back to it. And every time you wipe out, there's a huge loading screen. And a lot of the fun of Tony Hawk originally was just, like, going around the skate park for, like, whatever the time limit was for that level. And then just trying to do as much as you could and learning the learning the routes around the level to be able to hit the tricks that you needed to in order to clear the next objective. And not necessarily triggering all of these little mini games. And so it's just... It's not even that it's broken, glitchy. It's just not fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed because I, as much as Ali Ali is good and I like Ali Ali, I have wanted a legitimate new Tony Hawk game for a long time, and it looks like I'm not gonna get another one, which I guess is fine. But I was hoping that this would be it, and you know the stuff that they were saying before it came out had me had my hopes up, and uh, not so much. So and but that's that's the way it goes. So I'm sorry. anyway, yeah. So, but I I got my thousandth within Hearthstone this week too, so that cheered me up. Oh, well, that's good. Congratulations. Um, so, anything? Any? We have housekeeping. Georgie of uh, podcast. You need to plug again. And <laughs> George is on the Fitcast. I was on the Fitcast. I I'm I'm gonna like. I just I just force him to have me on the podcast. Now. Did you watch Flight of the Navigator uh, yet? No. <laughs> oh no, I haven't yet. I, I feel I feel the need to ask you every time that you go on the Fitcast because he's waiting to do an f- episode of The Flight of the Navigator I with know, you and, and the worst with part you is and I me. saw a horrible movie um, and I, I could have watched that instead. So now it's almost like a thing. I'm sorry. Kevin, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will at some point. All right. Anybody else have anything they want to they make sure people know about or? I am going to be speaking at Grace Hopper, uh, not this week, but next. And this is probably the greatest professional honor of my entire life. Like, if you had told me when I was little that I would be giving, you know, a keynote for, you know, what is basically the most prestigious group of women engineers in, you know, the world, um, I wouldn't have believed it would even have been possible. So um, I'm really excited about it. It's going to be a crowd of about 4,000 people. Wow. If uh, you know, my staff is correct in figuring out which room we're going to be speaking in. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really, really excited about it. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that Thank you. When, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the, uh, the, uh, the talk I gave at InspireFest in Dublin, it, it, it's truly one of the best things I've ever done. And, um, yeah, I just spoke from my heart and, uh, Grace Hopper saw that it was such an amazing 15 minutes that just hit you in your, your, it hit you emotionally and it made you really believe that things were going to get better. And they saw that and said, boom, keynote. Um, so I'm just beyond honored to, awesome. to be going out there doing that. Um, also speaking at games beat next week in San Francisco, which I'm super looking forward to. So 
Ray, you, you, I thought that doing isometric was the greatest honor, and you couldn't believe being like, second, oh. second, okay, second, okay. second okay, greatest I'll take honor. That. I'll take that. Second, I, I mean, I mean it was until you until you stole her thing by uh, <laughs> knocking down the bookshelves. <laughs> <Right. laughs> um, I'll uh, we we did another for anxiety videos. We uh, just released a special series on sleep, um, how to get better oh. sleep hygiene. Why we Can don't sleep that? well. It's a really. <laughs> Can you mail that to me? <laughs> yeah, I could use that too, actually. It's a, it's a pretty good one. I, I really like this one. I do a, usually a full session just on sleep habits. Why? What are the different sessions of sleep? What is the importance? What happens when we sleep? Why do we dream? Do, does everyone dream? Why do we wake up in the middle of the night? What are cycling thoughts? Why do they keep you up? Anxiety, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, it goes through my full sleep set, um, and it's really good. So if you're dealing with sleep issues, uh, you can check that out at anxiety-videos.com. All right. And as always, you can find the show notes for the show and every show at relay.fm slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. You can uh, rate and review the show on iTunes. That helps us out a ton. Uh, you can send your feedback via email to feedback at isometricshow.com. Uh, we are, as always, part of the amazing relay.fm network where you can find Breeze Technology Show Rocket and a whole bunch of other fantastic shows on the network about all kinds of topics. Uh, if there's something you're interested in, there's probably a show on the network for it. So, and we you have can, a show about pens. We have a show about pens. pens. We have a show about pens yeah. and space and John Syracuse and Merlin just doing whatever the hell they do. And yeah, it's anything you can think of. We had a huge segment this week on Rocket about twelve thousand people watching Christina Warren eat an egg McMuffin on Periscope. <laughs> like, Live in the dream. Yeah, yeah. Steve, play us out. Play out. Okay. Play out isometric. So, yeah. so you can you can also follow all of us on Twitter. The show's account is at Isometric Show. I am at Wicked Good. And Bree, where can people find you? You can give me five feedback on Isometric's new ending phrase at Space Cat Gal at Space Cat Gal on Twitter. <laughs> Do it twice, actually. <laughs> Two months. Uh, and Maddie, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me tweeting about lines at New York Comic Con. Same as Clone. <laughs> And Georgia? You can find me on Twitter. It's at Georgia underscore Dow. So uh, thank you as always for listening. Thank you to Braintree and Ting for sponsoring the show. Wait, wait, uh, can I do so the call out after? You go right ahead. Go for okay, it. Okay, but, but Bree, you have to be prepared. Maddie, you have to be prepared. My body is ready. <laughs> we will wait, see. Why are we prepared? We are see. you doing it? Yeah, well, wait, wait. Okay. You have to, you are we have, all doing it? You, you, well, I think that Steve should should add to it at the end. Yes. Okay. okay? Ready? You guys are ready? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I, okay. I have to do it. Ready? Ready? <laughs> Isometrobots, transform and roll out. That's the ending of the show. <laughs> that is it. what we should do. That's for it. Real. That's it. Okay, we gotta do it That's again. It. We gotta do it again. Uh, okay, I'm gonna lead this tr- the truth this time, and it's gonna be uh, isometric workers roll out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, do it I have me. to go. I'm worried about my Airbnb. <laughs> 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 
make sure that they're especially after like... all those noises. They're worried now. Yeah, oh, they're worried. They're probably coming in What's to find on? out why the transformers have taken over their Airbnb. Right. Is what, I... What's going on? I just need to find out what's happening. Okay. I have to go, you guys. Okay, All right. you have to go. That's fine. But I didn't hear transforming noises from Steve Lubitz. I, I yeah, was, where was your frack? transforming noise? <laughs> that was like a pig. That was terrible. More guys to go, guys. That was a great more. sound. More. Oh, oh my god, more. that was awful. Like you're back into it. Love it. Try like flailing your arms as you're doing it. Like I'll probably knock that. over my micro- my my tea into my <laughs> microphone. Flailing your arms. <laughs> Oh my god, it sounds like a pig and I'm clearing my throat as a pig. (laughs) There was a lot of phlegm in that one. (laughs) There was. I've been like low-level sick all week. I think it's coming out in my transforming. Okay. Uh, Isometric workers, roll it out. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like Daffy Duck. (laughs) I'm I'm like literally a cartoon character right now and not a transformer. (laughs) I love it.